for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin'. Let's begin. Listeners, we're all trying to find ways to save money, and we've got an interview today that is going to help you do just that. Joining us on the microphone with me today is my co-host, Mark Helm. Mark, good to have you here. Appreciate you joining in. Good to be here, David. You bet. And our guest today is Richard Greaser of Truve, and we're going to get into understanding how you can save money through Truve. But Richard, it's good to have you here. And more importantly, I just want to say thank you for becoming the newest sponsor to our podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, David. Glad to be here. Tell us a little about yourself and your journey to get you to where you're at today. Great story. So I've had a long history here working at different fintech companies, building them, scaling them. Before I jumped into Truve, I was at Sales Boomerang originally. We had a really good exit there and combined with Mortgage Coach. And some people might know Alice Kosician or Dave Savage. These are really close friends of mine and rebranded under Trust Engine. And I left that company to join Truve just because of the huge value that we're providing to, to lenders. A little bit about me outside of that, father of twins. They're my two little hurricanes that run around and keep me busy all the time. <laughs> I and, love that. Uh, yeah. And uh, I'm also, you know, triathlete, play tennis, do all kinds of things that are physical. So I love getting out there, breaking a sweat. And then finally, I, you know, I'm really a student of mortgage. I'm listening to all the different thought leaders in the space, listen to the different podcasts and just trying to educate myself and learn more all the time. On the sales boomerang side and mortgage coach and trust engine, I was learning about the sales and marketing side of the business. And I would say I've moved into more of the operations side of the business. And so I'm just reading all the time and trying to learn as much as I possibly can. Yeah, I remember meeting you over there at Sales Boomerang with Alex and our good friends there. And then, of course, also with Mortgage Coach and Dave and all of that. So we're good friends. It was so good. That's how we originally connected. But I am really excited about what you're doing here. So let's jump into it. You're on the show because, first of all, you become a new sponsor. So I always like showcasing our sponsors with a podcast. But you're shaking things up and it's getting a lot of attention, primarily because a 60 to 80 percent, listeners, listen to that, 60 to 80 percent savings you're giving lenders over the other company that's out there in the space doing the same thing as what you're doing. So let's start by saying, what is it that you do, number one? And then how is it that you're able to bring the savings? And the impact seems pretty obvious that there's a big savings, but is there even more of an impact to lenders? What is it well, that you do? So David, let's just start here. What is it? Verifications. We're talking about income verification, employment verification, BOE, VOIE, insurance verification, asset verification. That's true. And there's a lot. I think everybody listening on the call, if you're, you've been in lending for a while, you know the space, you know the different players. Some of them have already started working with folks like Truve and they have a waterfall and they'll put in the best value cost typically at the top. And then as you go down, if you, you don't get a match, you don't get a verification, you'll throw in another player that might be more expensive towards the bottom. And then at the very bottom of the waterfall, typically you're picking up the phone and calling the HR department, right? That's mm -hmm. basically the manual side of the business. The number one reason I think lenders actually care about Truve is they're saving 60 to 80% against the big, large player in the space, the, the incumbent who's been around a very long time and really enjoyed a lot of success and market share. 
And that savings is what lenders are just really need right now. Everybody knows MBA just re released their IMBs were $1,015 loss per loan in mm -hmm. Q3. That's up by like almost but more than $500 almost doubled. Yeah, yeah. in Q2. Yeah, almost doubled back to where we were in Q1. So this is savings that lenders really need right now. And to answer your question at the end of the day, lenders are looking for, to save costs everywhere they can. And our product, number one, is saving that cost. So cost is number one. Number two is conversion. The product is, that's performance. The product is performing just as well as all the other alternatives out there. So when you hear that you can save that kind of money, 60 to 80% on a line item, and you're getting the same performance, it's typically enough for most lenders to say, okay, I got to yeah. get on the learn more about this right now. I got to tell you, Richard, you're a kindred spirit in me. When I listened to your intro that you did, I was really impressed by your commitment to knowing about our industry and learning everything you can. That's so important in what we have to do in life and our industry changes on a dime. So staying on top of that is very meaningful to me and I know it'll be meaningful to your business. I know you have competitors in the business and I know you'd like to have a big share of their business. And when you're working on the things that you're working on and trying to show that you've got your best foot forward and all, you've been vocal about the fact that you got a good product and the cost is under the peak of what other people are charging and all. Why do you think there hasn't been more criticism from the outside about the high cost of, of the verification process? We are hearing that. Every conversation we're in with lenders, they're, they're fed up. They've had enough. The price has gone up with the biggest player in the space, I'd say about 20% year over year, and it's been happening consistently for a long time to the point where the cost for a loan is just go through the numbers. With typically, historically, what people are mostly paying with the incumbent in the space, you're paying for one person to verify their income at 50 to $100. And then you got to do it again 10 days before close. So that's another 50 to $100. And then if you've got a spouse, they've got to do it too at both those times. You're looking at 200 to $300 for verifications per app. Now let's say someone makes a mistake. You got your team, they're not fully trained. Maybe they do a verification that shouldn't have been done, or maybe they did multiple verifications on that file. You could be up at $500 on that cost. And now some lenders take that cost and some lenders pass it on to the borrower. I just saw ICE Mortgage Technologies 2023 Borrower Insight Surveys, and more than two thirds of the borrowers were saying saving money was one of their top three concerns when financing a mortgage. 56% said lender fees, what they were looking at the most when they were comparing different lenders. So this matters to the borrowers and this matters to lenders in a really big way. So cost is what we've been talking about on this show pre predominantly. But more than just that, Truve is actually taking the direction of verifications in a very different way. And that's really putting the ownership of the data back in the hands of the customer. So I think in this kind of market, cost gets most of the attention. But where we're going as an industry and where regulation is going with CPA, with GDPR, is putting consumers back in the control of their own data. As a lender, you're getting ahead of the game by joining on with Truve. You're saving a bunch of money right now. This is me selling, right? Sounds like me selling. But in all honesty, this is where the industry is going anyways, right? Consumers want to have control of their data. So Truve is fundamentally different than the way people have been doing this behind the sales, behind the scenes, data selling of consumers data right back to them from two different people that make a big margin, which is why it's expensive, right? Whereas Truve is only just taking the consumer and putting them right in touch with their payroll provider. We integrate with 92% of the payroll providers in the country and the wow. consumer just logs into the payroll provider that they've been using and to just do it once. You don't have to do it twice. You do it once and that we call it a token stays active. 
and they don't have to do it again 10 days before closing. And by the way, for a lot of our products, there's only one charge also. There's not a charge again on the second time. So not only are we lower cost on the verification, you also don't have to make the consumer log in and do it all over again. And and you don't double charge the lender and the consumer for having to do it again. So a lot of reasons here to be jumping ahead of this trend. I think that's excellent because by putting the bars in charge of their information, you're making ease of gathering the information, but you're also eliminating that thing that always comes up where a bar disagrees on how the information was come up with and what it represents, and sometimes it's wrong. So your accuracy quotient on this has got to be excellent. And I think it builds a rapport with the lenders you're working with and the borrower because you're wanting to have quality information easily accessible and streamline the process even more. Sounds great to me. I'm glad you're sold. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, one of the, you, 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 t- you touched on something about the high cost and that is certainly the cost savings is the benefit to the company that is pulling these reports and needing to do this. But is there a benefit to loan officers or the borrower in this process? Yeah, I think there's a huge benefit to both the loan officers and the borrower. Number one is this is what borrowers are looking for. They're looking for lower lender fees, right? And if you are trying to be competitive in this space, right now, there's just not a lot of activity and action going on. And we all know we're going into a mortgage winter. It's probably going to be that way until June, July next year. So you got to be competitive on your costs. This matters to borrowers. It may not matter to the borrower who's buying the one, $2 million plus home in California area, some areas of California and New York and all these high price ticket markets, but I would say the majority of loans being done in America, people care about the fees. It makes a huge impact in affordability, right? Especially for FHA loans and people are only able to come down for down payment with three and a half percent. And they're scraping by just to make that down payment to get to a mortgage. $500 in verification fee as a line item is $500 they might not have, right? And so they might be looking between different lenders and saying, okay, why is this one's lender fees so much more than this one? And then let's just look at from the branch who's got to manage their own P&L, right? If you're a branch manager, you're a loan officer, I want to make sure for the same performance, I'm offering the best cost and value products for running my organization. So I think this is directly in line with where loan officers want to be and directly in line with where borrowers want to be. Yeah, that's a really good point. Richard, I know there are other folks in the space, but there's not a lot of large number of folks in this space. But considering that, is there room for numerous people in this space? Or do you feel like that you're walking down a road or developing a product that can take a large segment of that and do it quicker, better, faster, and at a lower cost, you can seize a large part of the market? I once heard a lender asked how they're different from one other specific lender. And it resonated with me because the first thing they said, they didn't start off saying like, they didn't poo-poo on the other lender. They didn't start off saying, oh, that lender sucks. You got to work with me. What they actually said was, I got a lot of respect for that other lender. And it suddenly it changes the way you're receiving that from that person who was speaking. And I got to go back and look at who that lender was. But that's how I'm going to answer this question. There are a lot of other alternatives in this space, right? I would say in terms of performance, I've looked at the data. We have clients right now, we're growing like crazy. And we have clients right now that are trying different lenders head to head. And I'm seeing their performance and we're performing ahead of all the competition. So the first thing I'll say is like, our, I'm just have confidence in our product. Our product is awesome. It's built like Apple. When you when the consumer logs in, it's just a slick interface. It's very intuitive. You log into your payroll provider, boop, bam, done. And the next thing, that step in the verification step in the process is pretty much is done. 
And, and our match rates or our conversion rate is on par or better than any of the other ones in the industry. I don't think that this is necessarily a this or that choice for a lender. Most of them have a waterfall. And at the waterfall, I was talking about this earlier, you put the lowest cost alternative typically at the top, whatever is most cost beneficial. You don't get a hit there. You put another one below. Maybe it costs a little bit more money. And that's where we're going. And so what I would say what really differentiates us, not just with our performance right now with our product, is the vision that our CEO has for where this is going as for the industry. It's not just about just verifications. It's about how that entire process, how we're going to deliver our own version of a waterfall and how um, AI is going to be a huge component to this in the future. Now, that is usually getting a lot of attention right now when people start throwing AI out there. I'm not actually going to spill the beans out right now about what that is. But what I will say is this. I've seen it. It's already live in our testing and environments, and it is like nothing anybody has ever seen wow. before. Just imagine you actually being able to speak with an AI and you are completely convinced this is like a real person talking to you. That's about as far as I'll go down yeah. as a teaser. Yeah, that's a great teaser. And boy, would we love to get into that because we're studying AI and we're seeing all these applications. You talk about this company, the president. Give us a little bit of insight. Is this a new company? I've never heard of them until you guys reached out to us. We know Brand X is a huge entity. They're doing a great job and they have a huge market share. And you're the new guy on the block. You guys are creating a lot of stirs we talked about earlier. But tell us a little bit about the company. I think when you're shifting your business as something as important as this type of service that you're providing, it's a big shift at a huge cost savings. Are you guys going to be around? Tell us a little bit about the company. Sure. So here's what I'll start with. Kirill Klokov started this company. He's the CEO with his co-founder, Ilya. And we have just a fantastic product because of Kirill's background. If you have ever seen pretty much any startup, any fintech, any startup in the space or in other spaces, they have a cap table and cap tables who owns the company, mm -hmm. right? So that is typically run by a software called Carta. Carta pretty much dominates that market. Like it's complicated. Right. You issue shares to different people. There's different types of shares. People come and leave a company. Kirill was a leader of product. He headed product at Carta. What better person wow. to start a company than someone who actually led the cap table, basically led the software development for the biggest player in that space. So Kirill really knows how to raise capital and he has raised capital from some of Silicon Valley's best VCs. We have a very big Series A round. The majority of that is still sitting in the bank account. We've been very cost-effective with our growth and we're hitting all of our numbers. So what I would say is this, we got the best of that Silicon Valley has in terms of VCs seeing Truve and what it's building with its consumer permission platform as the future. And they are investing in us, which is different than every other player in the space, by the way. So when you see that kind of thing, it's the kind of market validation that this is real, this is going to be the future. And I would say that some of the brightest minds in Silicon Valley are back in the company. That's how I'd answer it. That's really good. And then the tech stack that you guys have, there's some of the technology behind it. Give us some insights there. We have engineers from Google, from all of the biggest tech companies. They could be working at any of the different tech, the big four, big five tech companies, and they're here for a reason. When you can create a savings of 60 to 80% for the customer, that is a huge opportunity. And so you see why some of the, the capital flow into it, some of the brighter minds will flow into it because it's a real opportunity to create a company with great value and great wealth and down the road. So that's outstanding. Yeah, I appreciate that, David. It's interesting. I think I talked to a lot of my peers at other vendors, other SaaS companies in the space. Yeah. 
and they're having a tough time right now. Just a lot of lenders are having a real tough time right now. And I am not putting that down at all. All I'm saying is what we're selling right now in this market is cost savings. And it's pretty much the only thing that really can be sold effectively. I think lenders can definitely take a bite out of cost savings. Yeah, it's outstanding. Rich, David and I have been in this industry a total of 100 years together. You usually don't have those two kind of people on a phone call asking questions. Uh, a lot of us are not even here anymore. But I will tell you this. I don't remember in my career in the industry, and I asked David the same thing, when you look at just pure cost savings out of a, a normal piece of functionality, it's embedded into the loan application process. I haven't seen any reduction in costs like this in my career. Now, we see a lot of cost reductions now due to just pure AI doing things so people don't have to do it, but actually gathering data on a comparable basis of the predecessors that have been doing, et cetera, and have that kind of cost reduction really says a lot for what your company's accomplished in delivering that to cost savings to individuals, but also setting a new standard for that in the industry where people have accountability for what they charge for things to make sure they're getting it for the customers as cheap as they can and still maintain the quality. So I salute you guys for that. And uh, like I said, I don't remember uh, that kind of cost savings on anything I bumped into the industry in normal workflow in my career. So that's a plus. That's interesting. I've been talking to a lot of mortgage lender leaders recently about their use of automation, AI. What tech are they using to increase automation, maybe remove human need and involvement in the process? Look, it's typically underwriting. It's different stages of like three categories, right? Underwriting, processing. Anyways, from what I've learned, there are great leaps and bounds that have been made with automation, but a lot of them are creating the need for more full-time employee involvement to actually manage the technology and make sure that it's doing the job correctly. It's actually not right. reducing the need for a full-time employee. So I think feel like that's a myth. I just like to dispel in terms of what technology is doing for a lot of folks historically in, in lending. And artificial intelligence while I think it's fantastic and I use it every single day, I use chat, 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 I think pretty much everybody is who's pretty technologically advanced these days. You still can't trust everything that's coming out of that to not put eyes on it. For example, I talked to a chief marketing officer on our podcast that we do, and he's got this really cool thing where he can use through a very complicated set, uh, series of technologies he can automate messaging from every one of his loan officers in their voices and drop voicemails for the borrowers. But he doesn't trust the AI enough to just scale this and let it just go. Because at the end of the day, it is an AI, right? And so we're not quite there as an industry yet, but we're almost there. Yeah, we're getting there. It's really amazing and how encouraging it is to see the advancements. We're so close and you guys are actually there kicking off a 60 to 80% savings. I am really excited to have you both as a sponsor and to be able to help you in every way I can get the word out. It's a real honor to work with you, Richard. I want to say thank you so much. And uh, we're recording this over Thanksgiving, so we'll say happy Thanksgiving, but it'll probably be aired after Thanksgiving. So I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving and I hope you have one. And by the time this is heard, you had one. David, Mark, I have tremendous respect for you both. Thank you for having me and happy Thanksgiving to you and everybody who's listening. Thank, Thank you. you, Richard.
Hey, listeners, this hot topic would not be possible without our sponsors. I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, Total Expert, Finastra, Byte Software, Lender Homepage, Angel AI, Truve, the Mortgage Bankers Association of America, Lenders One, the Mortgage Collaborative, iEmergent, Modex, Mobility MMI, and Knowledge Group. There's so many good sponsors here, and we're so grateful for each one of them. Be sure to check out each of those sponsors and their spots on our website, Lickin' on Lending under the sponsorship page. Thank you. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin' of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.